0: and welcome to another ADRA Insider Podcast. So glad that you've joined us today. In fact, this is the launch of a series of uh, Insider Podcasts that we will be producing for our Week of ADRA Emphasis. And so we hope that you will follow up every night this week. We'll have another podcast for you to learn more about what ADRA is doing around the world to help people in need. If you are just brand new to the podcast and you're wondering what or who is ADRA, ADRA is the Adventist Development and Relief Agency and is the humanitarian arm of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. That makes it very appropriate uh, for uh, us to have the guest that we have with us today. Pastor Mark Johnson is the president of the Seventh-day Adventist Church in Canada. So. Uh, Happy that you've been able to join us today, Pastor. It's a real pleasure. For those of you who may not know, he is also the chair of our ADRA board, and so it's very appropriate that you're with us today to launch this series of podcasts today for the week of ADRA Emphasis. Glad to do it. Great. How long have you been serving now as the uh, chair of the ADRA board? Must be about 11 years. 11 years so you have seen a lot of changes I have over those people 11 come years. and go people come and go and has the agency has really grown I know I it joined really in uh, 2014 I think it was and I think it was only about 13 people mm-hmm. in the office mm-hmm. but now we're up over 30 people and it's amazing uh, yeah just being blessed with a lot of uh, partnerships with the Government of Canada, Canadian Food Grains Bank, mm. and we've just had to expand our staff Which in order to meet <laughs> yeah. all of those programs. Prior to uh, your role as the president, I just want to, to, for, our, for our viewers to get a look, to know you a little bit. Sure. Prior to your role as the president of the 7th uh, Adventist Church and, and our board chair, what, what other uh, service have you done?
1: That's a good question. Um, <clears throat> I was, immediately before I came here, the president of the Adventist Church in Alberta. Oh, okay. And prior to that, I worked in British Columbia as the executive secretary of the church there, um, which got me around an awful lot of mountains, and there are no straight mm-hmm. roads right, over right. In, in B.C. And I've spent time in the United States and as a pastor here in in Canada as well, Um did a little stint over in the Philippines for a oh, year nice. or so, and enjoyed that thoroughly. So I've had uh, a little long-term service overseas than just going over to check up on ADRA project. Right, right. So that's nice. That gave you that uh, world experience. It did. Yeah. Context of what tropical fruit could be like for your diet.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right. And uh, some of the struggles that people really? are face in that, yeah. that context.
1: It's very true. It's yeah. so, a uh, completely different standard of life and so on in many contexts over in, in countries overseas. We really have it good in Canada. We don't realize sometimes mm. how good we have it. Yeah.
0: Now one of the things that we're wanting to do with this series this week is to each night Um, highlight or feature one of the sectors in which ADRA Canada is working in different parts of the world as we serve people who are living in need Mm -hmm. and today I wanted to take a look at the concept of how ADRA is helping people um, achieve safe pure healthy drinking water and uh, so what I want to do right now is take a look at a video that we prepared from one of our projects in Sudan And then we can just talk about that a little Mm -hmm. bit. And Mm -hmm. then I would like to have you share a little bit about your vision uh, for ADRA's work in partnering with the Seventh-day Adventist churches across Canada. Mm -hmm. But let's take a look at that video first. The Blue Nile State in the country of Sudan is in crisis. Due to increased civil unrest throughout the whole region, the Blue Nile has seen a significant influx of refugees and internally displaced people. Already struggling from drought conditions due to climate change, The rapid increase in population is putting extreme pressure on limited resources, especially food and water. Shortages of fuel, food and water cause prices to soar. While hospitality is built right into the culture, Water shortages can cause stress between host communities and the displaced who have come to live with them. The security and safety of women and children who need to walk outside their village to collect water is a real issue of worry and concern. ADRA Canada is extending a hand to villages throughout the Blue Nile by providing better and more secure access to water and other hygienic services, including latrines and other facilities.
2: I have always lived here in this part of Sudan. I am 60 years old. I have three wives and 15 children. I support my family through the same activities as my ancestors, herding livestock and farming. ADRA has been a big help in our community they have built many large water tanks which then supply water to various points throughout the village. Because of this, our women and children no longer need to leave the safety of the village to collect water. Instead of walking long distances every day, they now only need to walk a few steps. The water is safe and clean, much better than the outside sources. Hi, my name is Rasha. My husband is a farmer. I used to have to walk very far to collect water. It was difficult and dangerous for women. In years when we did not get a lot of rain, we had to walk even further. ADRA has made a big difference in our lives by building water stations throughout the whole region. Now getting water is safe and convenient. I want to thank ADRA for their support. I pray that you will continue to help us with your great generosity. Before ADRA came to help us, our primary source of water was the reservoirs that we dug outside our village. But this year, we have had a real shortage of rain. The pits have not filled up like they usually do, and we expect that they will run dry long before the rainy season returns. has built many water tanks throughout our region. And not just for villages, but also for schools and the hospital. On behalf of my people, I wish to send a big thanks to Canada for the help they have given us.
0: Water is a primary basic human need. No one should ever have to suffer because of a lack of water. By providing sources of clean, safe water, ADRA is saving lives. Thank you for your support of the Ministry of ADRA. All right. So we're back. And today my guest is Pastor Mark Johnson, the uh, president of the uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church in Canada and also the ADRA board chair. And uh, what did you think of the video that we just watched, Pastor?
1: I thought it was very interesting because I have seen similar projects as I've been overseas uh, with ADRA, looking at things that have been done. And I think it's vital because without pure water, you've got a problem. Absolutely.
0: You know uh, the the title of this video is Safe Water and I'd like to point out I think as the video did that it's safe not only for drinking mm-hmm. but it's also safe in collecting because True. it's right there in the village itself. It's only a few steps away right. which makes it convenient but it's also much safer because you're not having to walk two or three kilometers down a path that Uh, A woman especially could be endangered in collecting the water every day. And, uh, you know, I used to live a couple blocks from a supermarket. And uh, one day I decided to carry my five-gallon jug home from the supermarket Mm. just to see what it was like. And I encourage everyone to try that. Uh, And then think about those people that have to walk maybe five ten kilometers every day that's shocking just to get water yeah and you can imagine how freeing it is to be able to have a convenient source of water all of a sudden you have maybe five hours extra a day to pursue income generating uh, activities for your family Mm -hmm. and so it's wonderful now you mentioned pastor that uh, you had uh, visited some of the other ADRA projects. Tell mm-hmm. us about your, uh, your trips that you've been on.
1: What's interesting is, is that I had the opportunity to return to the Philippines after many years being away mm. and see some of the gardens that were growing uh, around people's homes. Um, most of those I think were like organically driven and so on mm-hmm. which is more probably sustainable and better for you. Right. Um, so, it was fascinating to me to see how well that was progressing. We talked you know, with people who were farming in the ocean. They were looking at seaweed, wow. and, and I never really thought of farming seaweed because, of course, I walked along beaches and tried to kick the stuff out of the way periodically. But um, that was very meaningful. And having been in refugee camps and, and things of that nature, either in Africa or in, in Lebanon and with the Syrian uh, migration, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that, that has, has been something that is very eye-opening to see how people who are moving temporarily, because when I talk with people frequently, Who are fleeing from something, Mm -hmm. they also at the same time frequently are talking about going back home. And I get that because Mm -hmm. when we are disrupted, uh, there's just a sense of disruption that gets in all parts of life. You have to learn new ways of doing things based on where you land and all that kind of stuff. And and some of the people who have moved around a bit are maybe not as agile in being able to make those adjustments as other individuals who would be like children, maybe, who are doing that, although it's very disruptive to children as well, Mm -hmm. I've discovered. Mm -hmm. I've found it very interesting to be able to see the work of ADRA, and and I'm overwhelmed by the good that's being done Mm -hmm. by ADRA on a a very usable, this is not abstract, this is news you can use kind of stuff, and I'm happy for that.
0: You know, I visit a lot of churches on behalf of ADRA, and then we often have a question and answer period after church, you know, in the afternoon. One of the questions I get is, why are we helping people over in Africa when we have such great
1: need here in Canada? Now, how would would you answer that question, Pastor? Well, uh, you know, I think I would go back to a book that I've been reading through recently, which was written by Will Durant, the historian. Part of a big set. But I've been looking at the way that that various faith traditions have been interested in taking care of the individual who is in a vulnerable position. Whether that happens to be health, whether that happens to be the issue of where can they shelter, you know, so that they're not under a bridge someplace. Mm. And, and so I think that, that the church, the synagogue, the mosque has over time, since their inception, recognized that there really is a need for us to understand the larger picture of humanity. We're not just the people who are confined by the borders of our own country. Mm-hmm. Because what happens in another place in the world is actually going to have an impact on me because poverty or, or doing without, whatever the circumstances is, uh, economic instability, that kind of thing, is something that's going to have an impact that goes far beyond the limits of that community, that village. So as an individual who, who has a faith basis, whatever that faith is, it it is a thing that is inherently charged with the question which in sacred scripture was the first question ever posed am i my brother's keeper Mm -hmm. and it's not specifically answered in a yes no sort of a situation in the book of genesis but the implication is yes i am Mm -hmm. yes you are so i think there is a faith basis which perhaps is 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 more significant in one sense than what happens outside the basis of faith. But I think sometimes people within society who have no profession of faith whatsoever give faith a run for the money in the way that they care for individuals mm-hmm. wherever they happen to be resting. Yes. You know, uh,
0: one of the things that I've been impressed with over the years as I've visited the projects is the immense gratitude of the people Mm, mm -hmm. for the help that they've received Mm. i've had many people tell me uh, if i could walk to canada to say thank you to the people of canada i would do it but (laughs) i can't walk to canada so please take my thanks uh, with you on this video and and share it with the people in canada when i hear these it just really touches my heart uh, and i'm so proud of the being associated and working for an organization like ADRA. I believe God is calling us to uh, meet the needs not only of the people in our own community, but those as far as we can reach. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe a hundred years ago, we wouldn't have been able to do this kind of service. But today with the transportation methods that we have and the communication methods, we're talking to our uh, partner offices a lot just over Zoom these days and, and we wouldn't have been able to do that. I remember when I first started working for ADRA, it was fax machines. Mm. <laughs> if you wanted to get a message over to uh, Cambodia, you had to send a fax. Since you're here today, I'd like to take this opportunity to uh, catch your vision, Share have you, have you share your vision for uh, how you would like to see ADRA Canada now partner with the churches across Canada. I know that there's kind of been a change mm-hmm. happening there uh, at the Union uh, as to how we are going to go forward from here. Tell us a little bit about your your, your
1: vision. It's a very interesting question, Frank, and it, it kind of has its genesis, oh, about 10, 12 years ago. When I was a conference president, there there were some ways that we were trying to come at how do we do domestic service within Canada, and there certainly are an awful lot of different options. But I think that, that one of the key things was we asked ourselves the question, how can we use a platform that has actually proven itself in major projects overseas? And, and how can we help this to demonstrate what the, both the church and, and ADRA has to offer to our communities across Canada? I had a very interesting moment of truth one day. Um, I tried to grow a few vegetables in some rather <laughs> tough looking soil next to my house, and there was a young woman who was out walking her dog, and she stopped by and asked me a couple of questions. This young woman posed an observation to me which I had never really given much thought to before. And she said that she'd been by a couple of church properties Mm -hmm. and she noticed that here's a building with a huge lawn that has to be mowed and yet nothing else was evidently happening there. Usually there's not a lot of gardening going on on church things. But she wondered whether or not there was something that could be done that would partner with congregations and those who needed to have some food resilience within Canada. And I thought about that and I said to myself, that's a reasonable observation. Now, I can't do anything about many of the the congregations that are out there that are not affiliated with the Adventist faith, but I do have something to say with what we do. And, And so we began talking about the concept of what would happen if through the partnership of Adra Canada and the church in canada if 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 we began serving, if you will, mm-hmm. the needs of individuals with regard to healthful living, food resilience, uh, things like um, You know, how do you cook the food that you have? Mm. How do you compost so that you can boost the soil? There's a whole series of things that can be done that really have an awful lot to do with basic skills on growing things. And from the inspiration that an individual might get from driving by a church and seeing food gardening plots Mm. and so on, People might be thinking, you know, I've got a little space of soil next to my place. I wonder what would happen if I would grow some stuff here. It doesn't have to be terribly complicated, but it helps to know what you're doing. So there was a vision that came up someplace along the line where we began thinking about not only do we have various communities that have other needs, but what if together we got to be known as people who are interested in how you eat in making sure that you get stuff that's actually good for you mm-hmm. and and uh, would normally be found around the walls, the outside walls of a grocery store because that's where they tell me the good food is, <laughs> not the stuff so much that's in the middle. Right. So. So that was the beginning of a conversation, and I'm so excited that it's taken off all the way from Newfoundland to British Columbia. And Churches NFL.
0: are growing community gardens yeah. in, in their backyards. Yeah, in their backyard.
1: yeah. Sometimes they're front yards. I don't care where they grow yeah. it as long as they're yeah. growing it. Yeah. And the fascinating thing is that right now, with some of the health concerns which are going on in the world, social distancing, all of these kinds of things, working on something like that out in in the free air is something which does not carry as much concern to people as it would be if sure. you were in a building somewhere. Sure.
0: My wife and I have a plot
1: in a community garden and uh,
0: nobody wears masks <clears throat> out in the garden. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah.
1: So that that was kind of the inception and along with other issues that have to do with things like water particularly in some rural communities I don't think it's as big of a thing, let's say, in downtown Toronto, maybe. But, but just taking care of the things that other people overlook because we're always thinking about stuff that happens in other parts of the world at the same time that there are needs here in Canada. You're right.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, over the years, as I have uh, been in communications for ADRA Canada, mm-hmm. I have visited a number of community service centers across Canada that the mm-hmm. local churches are um, doing programs to reach out to the homeless uh, food banks food mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. food kitchens and uh, clothing banks furniture banks in, yes. in um, Halifax. Yes. Is Adra going forward going to be um, helping and partnering in those areas as well or is it just the...
1: I would think that that's we're sort of feeling our way Okay. In, in the sense as to how will this develop. Every development that I have seen has exceeded my expectations. I mean, I'm excited about these community gardens. I'm excited about what we're doing in other areas. I used to, at one point in my life, besides being a pastor of local congregations, I was a conference level community services director, okay. along with a couple of other portfolios. So I understand the great good that can be done by uh, what essentially looks many times like a mom and pop sort of an operation, mm-hmm. you know, that's mm-hmm. that's dealing with things in a, in a small community or a large community. So we need to be thinking about that kind of stuff. We're at an era where an awful lot of people are thinking about thrifting and things of that nature. If Adventists were a part through ADRA or through the church, of that kind of part of the community. Think about the continuing ripples which that has. There's an awful lot of good that can be done with people who are trying to practice frugality, people who are trying to live in a very inflationary time. I mean, I'm looking at the stats. It's kind of tough for Oh, it is. (laughs) And, And all of that kind of stuff. We can do great good to help people as as whenever you go through an economic upheaval or change, there's, there's kind of, it's kind of like shooting rapids. It's rough for a while. Mm-hmm. And as people are trying to figure out what the new outlook is going to be, if somebody can be there to help give them a helping hand through that, I'm all for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Pastor, next Sabbath, um, churches across Canada will be collecting an offering for Ministries of Compassion. Mm -hmm. Do I have that right? Yes. Okay, so tell us a a little bit about that offering and how that will be used across Canada. Good question.
1: So Ministries of Compassion is a very interesting thing that came into being, oh, I don't know, a dozen years ago, maybe 10. And and the background to that was thinking about different things that take an individual who is at a slight disadvantage. For instance, stuff like ESL. If you're coming from away Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you're in this immersion thing, many people may need to understand the nuances of of one of our national languages. And so that becomes significant. What about people who are aging? There are some needs that may uh, be there. We certainly have a need for something that we are doing for people Who maybe have a sensory differential. There are blind people. There are people who have hearing difficulty. And and the church can be there for those people if we are aware of the need and of the potential help that can be done. And through these means, these interconnected things, we're trying to build a fabric that is tightly woven together so that when you see the church, you think Adra, and when you see Adra, you think the church.
0: Yes. Now, if a church, a local church, says, you know, we'd like to become involved in mm-hmm. some type of ministry, yes. are there resources that they can go to? Do they contact the union? Do they contact Adra? Um,
1: I would think that their their primary point of contact might be I know that Daniel Saw is there. Um,
0: we're going to be speaking to Daniel later this week. This is excellent. Yeah, so he can probably share more about this. I think this. he
1: can. And and in my office, uh, Paul Llewellyn, who is the executive secretary of the church in Canada, mm-hmm. is an individual who understands where we're headed with these kinds of things and can help people to find areas that they would fit into. You know, Different people get inspired over different sure. projects. And, yeah. and that's the way we should be. So the church wants to find ways that we can both help those in the neighborhoods around us at the same time that we are helping individuals to find something that can bring fulfillment in seeing something that they have skill in uh, benefit someone else. Mm -hmm. You know and you don't have to travel halfway around the world to see the results.
0: That's right I know a lot of people when I visit the churches again are asking well, what could we do? We can't go to Peru or we we can't go to Africa, right? But there's so many needs right in their in your own community. Yeah Well, I want to thank you for being with us today and launching our series uh, of podcasts we want to encourage uh, everyone to continue uh, searching for us on our many uh, media outlets. We're on YouTube, Vimeo, Roku channel. Just search for ADRA TV and you'll find us on Roku as well as Amazon TV or Amazon Fire, I believe it's called. Mm. And uh, and so we, you know, a lot of people, again, when I'm at the churches. why isn't ADRA more on TV? Why don't we see ADRA on TV? Well, We are now on a lot of TV outlets, media outlets, and uh, so it's a good opportunity to share with your friends the work that ADRA is doing around the world to help people in need. And so uh, check us out if you have Roku, if you have Amazon Fire, check us out uh, and watch for our programming. The rest of this week will be on every night. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time.